Hello, and thank you for tuning in to our Why We Are Vegan podcast interview series entitled Why We Are Vegan. Each week, I'll be posting one to two interviews I've had with inspirational vegans around the world who are walking their talk. Each of my guests share their personal vegan journey and insights they've gathered along the way. You are about to listen to my interview with Courtney Palm. Courtney is a woman with conviction that inspires and compassion that ignites the sentiment in all of us to live and love our fullest. Courtney began her vegan journey seven years ago. Courtney, tell us a little bit about yourself personally. I would say that I'm just a fellow pilgrim on this journey of life, Um, a fellow earthling just vibrating with the best intentions and the highest good that I possibly can each day on this spaceship called Earth in this vast, unknown, expansive universe. I choose to live my life as simply as I can, radiating as much love as I can, and here just to sort of learn about myself and others and spread love at its core. Um, I definitely just love being in nature. I love being around any type of person. It doesn't matter who you are or what you believe in, what you look like or your, your background, your culture, anything that you follow. I just feel like we're all here collectively. And my journey of life is to just kind of vibe and keep the peace, you know? Um, <laughs> and I love being in nature. I love hiking. I love being with family. Um, and definitely I find myself most at peace when I'm chilling with animals. doesn't matter what kind of animal. Yeah. <laughs> could be a spider. I could still <laughs> have a conversation and be like, well, what's up, dude? How are you? That's awesome. And what do you currently do professionally? I am a professional actress been working in the industry for about 12 years and um, in between uh, gigs that I get I do construction with my dad and I coach gymnastics. Wonderful that's an interesting combination. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And what are your aspirations for your future? So I have a master's degree in forensic psychology and my goal with this degree is to help heal individuals who feel they are traumatized through um, childhood traumas, emotional um, issues that they have had since they were a kid or feel like they have now. My goal is to create a more harmonic way of living with the individual so that we change our bioelectric magnetic field that is around our person, which then if positively affects those that are around us and can change the vibration of the planet for the better. So my goal is to ideally have a, a, a van that I can travel in that is decked out specifically for healing with um, sound instruments and tarot cards so that I can help people through one-on-one sessions, guided meditation, and consulting with the tarot. Um, That's what I would ideally like. We love to do it in Hawaii. Beautiful plan. Courtney, if you were in a room filled with a dozen kindergartners, how would you share with them why you were vegan, in your own words, as if speaking with them right now? I would say, how many of you have a stuffed animal? 
-hmm. And how many of you have a stuffed bunny or a stuffed pig or Mm -hmm. a stuffed puppy or a stuffed bear? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And how many of you have ever seen one of your stuffed animals in real life? And, you know, some of them would answer, oh, I've seen pigs. Oh, I've seen sheep. Oh, I've, you know, I haven't ever seen a bear. You know, I've, oh, I have a dog. Um, I have a cat. Well, how many of you would eat that animal? None of them usually say that they would eat it Mm -hmm. because they don't associate that animal as being the food that they eat because they've never seen the process. They've never seen the body part. They see it packaged or they see it prepared on their plate, Mm -hmm. um, cut up into small pieces. None of that reflects what an animal looks like. You cut a flower off of a plant, you really don't know what the leaves look like. Mm -hmm. You just see the rose or the flower. So you're not associating that as part of the whole. And so then I would say, well, do you guys know that your bacon is actually the pig? And they wouldn't know. Most of them don't know. Mm -hmm. And then I would say, do you think that it's okay to eat that pig? Do you think it's okay to eat your dog? And I feel like that's probably how I would assess or, you know, approach that situation. I actually coach gymnastics, so I'm with children all the time, and um, they don't understand. I asked one time, I said, okay, everyone, let's be crabs. So we do, like, this modified bridge pose. Mm -hmm. um, We're standing up. Our hips are off the ground, our feet are on the ground, our hands are on the ground. And I say, okay, let's be crabs. I'm like, to pinch your fingers. And I'm like, where do crabs come from? And one little boy yelled, the grocery store. <laughs> and I looked at him and I was like, what? He said, no, they don't come from the grocery store. That's not their home. Their home is the ocean. And that's where they belong. That's where they stay. And, you know, you can't really say too much. Because although they're very smart, they really do not know. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to just plant little seeds, I think, that can be watered later it, or, or grow later as you water them. But it's really difficult to, you know, these kids don't really understand. They're more concerned with, oh, she cut me, you know, in line right. rather than you're eating a pig. Do you understand, <laughs> child? So, you know, you kind of have to just, you know, break it down to the most simplest form and try to make a connection that that body they're eating is actually the stuffed animals they have, the pig that they see at the petting zoo or something like that. Mm -hmm. What made you decide to become vegan? What tipped the scale for you to go all in? Well, to start, I was vegetarian, I feel like, for a very long time. When I was a young, young kid, like, I made the assessment that animals were not food, and I didn't want to eat them. Like I said, not very many kids can make that assessment on their own because they believe everything that they're told by their parents and their teachers. And those are the people they look up to. Those are the people they trust. So when your parents put meat on your plate and you tell them you don't want to eat it, but they put it there anyway, you eat a little bit of it. And when I was a kid, I didn't want to eat the meat, but my mom would always put it on my plate. I just sort of went along with it, but I never ate that much of it. And then when I went into college, I volunteered at an animal sanctuary and I went vegetarian again. I was like, nope, I'm vegetarian. I'm not going to do this. I drove past transport truck and I was looking at cows sticking their tongues and heads 
as far as they could out those little holes. And mm-hmm. I was just like, that's just like a dog. Why am I eating red meat? I'm not going to eat cows anymore. I'll just eat chicken. So I was just eating chicken. And then I was like, what am I doing? Because my grandma wants me to eat chicken, because my mom wants me to eat animals or saying I'm unhealthy if I don't. I was listening to them. I was like, okay, well, I'll just buy free range and this is how I'll eat. And then finally I got a smartphone and I got an Instagram and vegan yogi unicorn. I don't know if she's still out there (laughs) or if that's still her handle, but she is the reason I went vegan. I had vegan friends. I thought they were stupid. I was like, dairy's not bad for you. It's just milk from their boobs. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, boobs. Mm -hmm. Who knows what that they're utters. I was just ignorant, you know. Mm -hmm. I was just like, yeah, don't talk to me about that. Dairy's fine. It's just an egg. I'm not killing the chicken. And then I saw on Instagram what happens to the animals and what they go through. And I was shocked. I Mm -hmm. had no idea. And I think that's the biggest problem we face as consumers is we do not know. We are blissfully ignorant and we are blindly told how to live our lives. And it's not just how we eat. It's all parts of our lives. Mm -hmm. I just have to thank Instagram, honestly, because that's why I went vegan and I'll never go back. What does being vegan mean to you personally? Being vegan means that you live a simple life doing the least amount of harm that you can possibly do. Mm-hmm. With taking in compassionate consideration for absolutely everything around you. People, the environment, and of course, the animals. Mm-hmm. Being vegan also means that you love yourself so much that you will only put in the right nutrients and the right amount of nutrients into your body. And when you have this abundance of self-love, you can understand love for others. You can understand compassion for others. And that's what being vegan means. You don't need to cover your face in makeup that's animal tested or littered with animal products like goat's milk and gelatin and beetles. You don't need to clog your arteries with animal fat and all the other poisons that animals are fed. I actually saw a truck that got in a wreck and it had Skittles everywhere. However many pounds of Skittles just all over the ground. And it was actually going to a cattle farm to feed the cows the the sugar from the Skittles so that they could fatten up. That's not what you need to put into your body. Your body is your temple. And if you love yourself so much so, you will not put poison on your body. You will not put animal-tested products on your body full of chemicals. You will not put animal ingredients in your body because it doesn't suit your body's need for growth and for healing. Please share how you continue to benefit from being vegan physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm going to start with spiritually first. I think... As I benefit from being vegan, my soul understands ascension, understands enlightenment. On a metaphysical level, my pineal gland has been decalcified. I can see deeper than I ever have before. I have so much more energy. As an actress, there are times when we do low-budget movies that are 16-hour days, Mm -hmm. and we literally don't stop. We're eating while we're working. And everybody gets so tired because they're eating red meat and bread and pastas and 
oils and fats. And I always get a salad. And sometimes they don't understand how to feed a vegan. So it's literally just lettuce. (laughs) And I will tell you with just lettuce, I still have more energy than anybody else on set. I don't drink coffee. I don't drink caffeine. I don't eat sugars. I don't even drink tea to keep me up. I just go off the greens and I have so much energy and people see that. They're like, how are you not tired? And I'll go to pig vigils. So I just filmed a movie in August in Los Angeles. The pig vigils at Farmer John's Slaughterhouse, they're at night. So you, they start at 11. They don't get done till 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. And I went to them and I didn't get back to the house until about 4 a.m. And I had to be on set at 5 a.m. So yeah. I got an hour of sleep. I just took a green drink full of spinach, chlorophyll, spirulina, you know, ginger, lemon, turmeric. And I was so alive. I had so much energy. And especially after a night of emotional draining as well. Mm-hmm. Because you're seeing these animals. They're so thirsty. They're so scared. The drivers are cussing us out. We're giving these pigs water and we're praying for them and meditating for them. And it's really emotionally hard. Mm-hmm. And also you're not sleeping. And I just worked 12 hours the night before. In that regard, I really feel like being vegan has opened up my body nutritionally that it can be at its optimum function for everyday life and then some. And my recovery is a lot faster. I was an athlete for a long time and I coached gymnastics. So I'm always spotting and moving mats. I'm moving my body up and down and demonstrating skills. Um, I had knee surgery two years ago and I just feel like your recovery is so much more efficient and optimal for your health. And I learned a lot of how to properly recover from Brendan Brazier, who wrote The Thrive Vegan Diet for Mm -hmm. athletes primarily. What is going to give you optimal nutrition? Dates for post-workout instead of, you know, it gives you that sugar replenishment right away. It also provides so much energy. Beats dilate your blood vessels so they open up and you have immunity support from plants. You have to understand how to effectively eat as a vegan to feel the benefits. I mean, my skin looks great. People don't know I'm 32 years old. I think that that all plays a part in what products I use and how I feel my body. And honestly, on a deeper level, it's just knowing that you're not causing anyone any harm. To elaborate would be showing kindness and compassion for absolutely everyone, not just the animals, Mm -hmm. but to the slaughterhouse workers, to the hunters. To the meat eaters who are in your face telling you that you're stupid. And if you show hate to anybody, how are you bettering yourself? How are you bettering the planet? How are you changing the magnetic field around you and around the planet? Mm -hmm. We can all lift each other up. I know three slaughterhouse workers who are now vegan advocates and activists. I know three hunters who are now vegan and activists and advocates. A few meat eaters that made fun of me on set are now like, hey, Courtney, I'm vegan now. I just wanted to tell you. (laughs) I'm like, okay, well, see, and that's why you are compassionate Mm -hmm. to everybody, to absolutely everybody. There is no reason to say you're a murderer, you're evil, you're hell incarnate on this earth. A lot of vegan propaganda is just like, look at this asshole for doing this. It just creates duality. It creates boundaries. It creates a wall that people just ultimately will probably be like, all right, I'm going to go kill 10 deer right now just because you pissed me off. And that's not what you want to do. So as a vegan, the 
best way to describe it is you live as simply as you can and you spread love while living a compassionate lifestyle and extending that compassion to absolutely everything and everyone. Tell us a little bit about your vegan lifestyle, a week in the life of Courtney. My vegan lifestyle has gotten to the point where I really don't wear makeup. Um, And if I do, it's all plant-based and it's all Mm cruelty-free. I don't think we need to buy products that are wrapped in plastic. I don't believe that we need to put a bunch of things on our face to make us look different um, or to make us feel better about ourselves because we're already gods and goddesses. We're already beautiful. We're already whole. We're already perfect. There's no need to add to that. I find it very wasteful. Mm -hmm. So if you ever see me in makeup, it's either for a film or it's a makeup app (laughs) just for fun (laughs) because I don't wear it and I don't buy it. All my products are like plastic-free as possible, no animal products. If I'm buying soap or shampoo at the store, it's a bar soap with no packaging. It's a bar shampoo bar, no packaging. So that's what I always think about when I prepare myself for the day. I just am excited that I don't have to put on chemicals or animal-tested products. Mm -hmm. And then I start my day with some sort of juice or smoothie or nice cream to start my day off with the right nutrition. So a day in a life for me, living simple, starting with smoothies, I think that that's the best way to start your day. What is most important to you about living a vegan lifestyle? Just knowing that I'm doing the least amount of harm that I am cognitively aware of to my mother which is the earth. The earth is all of our mothers. This mother has given us absolutely everything we need. Sunshine, oxygen, water. Water is life. Being vegan, I think, really allows the individual to 100% respect the earth. 100% respect your life and all the fellow earthlings that are on this planet. Because we all are here collectively together, and it's super disrespectful to our mother, to our earth, to our planet, to these fellow earthlings that are living here with us, not for us. Animals are not here for our entertainment. They are not here to be put into zoos and cages. They are not here to make into purses and shoes and belts and coats. They're not here to be put into our bodies Because we thrive so much better and we vibrate higher when we eat a plant-based diet, when we respect ourselves, and when we respect the earth. And I think that that is the biggest thing to understand as a vegan. You have to understand that we cannot turn a profit at someone else's expense. And until we learn that, I don't think we're going to make it anywhere as a human species. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you wish more people understood about the benefits of being vegan or about living a vegan lifestyle in general? I wish people would put their place in the animal's position. By doing so, I know that people would understand that they would never want that to happen to them. Mm -hmm. They would never want that to happen to their family pet or their child. And until they can put themselves in the animal's position... They'll never know what it's like to be a vegan. And it's not even about the optimal benefits of, the, of health. It's literally primarily the animals. It is 
their life. It is not your life and it will never be your life and it will never be your right to choose whether that animal lives or dies. And for me, I really wish people would just put themselves in the place of the animal. Courtney, when you hear excuses from someone about why they couldn't go vegan, do you feel you're able to change their perspective with what you know? You know, sometimes it's very difficult to change someone's mind or even add any form of effective dialogue because it's almost like you want to tell... Okay, it's, it's almost like you want to tell someone who's uber-religious, let's say, that Jesus doesn't exist, that God didn't create humans. They will fight that to their death, that God is the creator or, you know, Jesus is the savior. It doesn't matter what you say. They're going to believe what they believe. And what's really difficult is there's always walls that people put up almost immediately because they're defending something that they believe in, even if they don't fully understand why they believe it, Mm -hmm. or even if they've had doubts about it in the past, but this has been indoctrinated in their, in their mind so much so that you try to talk to them. You're going to have a confrontation. You're going to both raise your energy levels in a way that's negative because You're both trying to defend something or present sides that's going to turn the other off. Mm -hmm. Because I think the majority of people are not diplomatic enough to be open to a debate, to be open to someone else's side. So I find it is really difficult. And I also know that I'm still learning to check my emotions because I know where I come from as a vegan. And it started very emotionally charged. And I was very angry and very sad, and I was not okay with the way we were living on this planet mm-hmm. and what we were doing to the animals, that all I would do was scream and yell at people, and I would not be an effective person to promote a vegan lifestyle. Just lead by example. It's just it's different with every person as mm-hmm. well, whoever you come in contact with. But I will tell you, I have hit so much resistance in my own family And I even did a movie recently called Herringbone. It's won a lot of awards, and it's an inside look of the dairy industry from a human perspective. So we, as human women, are locked up in cages, being prodded and shocked and essentially artificially inseminated or forcibly raped to be impregnated with a baby so that we could produce milk. I honestly don't know if a conversation is the right way with a lot of people or if it is just leading by example or if if it is graphic footage or if it is a fight or a yelling match or if it is just showing them love or, hey, you know, if you don't eat your dog, why are you eating a pig? Or I don't really have an answer for this. It's something I'm still exploring. I'm not Earthling Ed. You know, he (laughs) is amazing. I'm not James Aspie. Like these men are, I think, way beyond what I could even say but I know from experience as my vegan mentors have told me it all stems from a place of love and compassion so you need to be able to have a conversation with someone while they're eating bacon with a level-headed way of speaking and being and really just showing that person love and sometimes it's difficult. How do you feel about mainstream coverage of animal cruelty, environmental concerns and the like via social media and news outlets? Well, there's, there's nothing. I mean, it's, it's virtually non-existence unless you're like Jane Unchained or PETA or Mercy for Animals. I mean, Nature Conservancy and Oceana, there's not enough. And when there is, it's always 
littered with verbiage that creates the duality with keeping the separation between the vegans and the non-vegans with what verbiage they use. There's always a way that the media can twist things to make it sound like it's not a big deal or there's a way around it. And I know there's been a lot of um, debates that have been publicized between people in parliament, people in the government that literally still think of animals as inanimate objects. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there is enough media coverage. I am super grateful for social media, though, in terms of Instagram and Twitter and, and Facebook as well, just so that people can share what they know and share footage that, you know, undercover investigators have come upon. Mm-hmm. But I still don't think it's enough and I don't think it's done effectively. But everybody's different. So how do you define what's effective and what isn't? Some people need to see the animal cruelty videos. Some people need to see the happy videos. But, you know, I just, I think that through mainstream media and TV needs to have more infiltration of vegan products and why it's important. You know, you see ASPCA commercials. I know Ripple has a couple billboards out there. So, you know, you can get a taste of what it is, but it's not mainstream enough to change the brainwashing and the mind control system that these people have all experienced, you know, from from infancy. Mm-hmm. So along those lines, Courtney, what questions would you pose to the mainstream to move the conversation to what you feel is most important to understand about the global benefits of veganism? How can we look at veganism as a way to get people off their medications? Mm-hmm. How can we look at veganism as a way to fix our global climate crisis? How can we look at veganism as a way to solve world hunger? How can we look at veganism as a way to eliminate crime? Veganism is a form of love. It is a form of compassion, number one to yourself and then to others. And with that compassion, people will change. There's so much energy that's transferred between person to person, animal to person, animal to animal. If you're eating a An animal who is fearful, who has cortisol released in their system, who is fighting for their life and then thus killed with someone who just got out of prison or someone who hates working at the slaughterhouse and they're drunk because they're working there. You know, there's a lot of people working at slaughterhouses that do not have another option right now. Mm -hmm. They are immigrants. They are inmates that have been newly released that can't find other jobs. So this, this kind of PTSD that these workers are facing are then transferred into the animal. The animal sphere is then transferred into their body, and that's transferred into the person who's consuming it. So we're just transferring all this negative, unhealthy energy. How can we look at veganism as a way to solve hate? Everybody's on someone else's dollar. Who's paying you to say what? You know, How do we change those people who are paying? So my biggest thing would be vote with your dollar and start buying products that only allow for the growth of a better way of living. And those companies that are paying people to speak what they're speaking about will have to change. You know, they'll be like, oh, well, I guess, how else can I make money? Oh, I'll, you know, make oat milk instead of dairy milk. 
And now these people won't need this medication because now they're not sick with osteoporosis and diabetes. So hmm, what can I do to make money here? Yep. You know, so everything will will change. Yeah, shifting when we wrote demand. With exactly. Mm-hmm. So I mean, but you know, you can't really ask mainstream media to answer these questions when they're paid by someone who is benefiting from stepping on someone else. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the use of self-identifiers such as smegan, partially vegan, flexitarian, and the like? I just feel like it creates separation. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I mean, all labels create separation. And yes, I say that I'm vegan. I'm trying to change that, maybe plant-based. But then vegans are like, oh, well, then you probably wear fur. And are you cruelty-free? And it's just like, okay, I don't need hate from the vegan community either. Mm-hmm. So I honestly just feel like labels create separation but how else are you going to learn about someone it is kind of like a double-edged sword there mm-hmm. and you know flexitarian you know I don't think you're a flexitarian you're an animal eater period like you know you're not sometimes vegan you're an animal eater period like if you're vegan you're vegan you know if you're eating animals you're eating animals it doesn't you know that doesn't you can't use those Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. How do you feel about the phrase plant-based being used today by companies of all kinds for meals, textiles, home goods, accessories, personal care, and other products that are not, in fact, vegan? Yeah, that's frustrating because I've actually been a victim of that label. So I've been a victim of plant-based label and uh, cruelty-free label because there were animal products so one had animal products in it, and I was like, oh, it's cruelty-free. Well, that's not cruelty-free. Mm-hmm. So cruelty-free needs to have a bigger umbrella to incorporate vegan as a term because cruelty-free to them just means no animal testing. But there were animal products in the product that I bought. Mm-hmm. And likewise, plant-based. You're like, oh, great. This is a great new mascara. It's plant-based. Oh, it's tested on animals. Okay. <laughs> so... It is misleading. It's like cage-free eggs. It's very, very misleading. Um, It's just marketing propaganda. Mm -hmm. And it's, again, someone trying to capitalize on someone who's trying to do the best that they can. And honestly, like, you know, you can't change what these companies are doing, but you can, again, vote with your dollar, and that's where we make the biggest impact. Mm Courtney, what vegans do you respect and keep tabs on? You mentioned mentors. Tell us a little bit about those people who inspire you and walk their talk. Oh, yeah, definitely. I like RZA, RZA. Um, He's a rapper. He's incredible. He talks about how healthy his children are, how healthy he is, and he does it in such an eloquent way. Um, And he is modest about it so he's not always in your face about it but he definitely incorporates that into his lifestyle and his fans see it so I admire him a lot I really admire um Ricky Gervais but I think he started eating fish again I'm really not sure where he is at the point of fully being vegan but I love how outspoken he is and I think you need people like that mm-hmm. um you know i I was really disappointed with Ellen DeGeneres. I know a lot of us are just because she was, you know, signed on with CoverGirl mm-hmm. and CoverGirl tested on animals, but she was talking about being vegan and she sponsored the Gentle Barn. So for me, it just feels like a big letdown. And there's so many people that look up to her and she had such an opportunity to be so much more impactful than she was. So it's really disappointing when she also is contracted by 
you know, people with the money, but at the same time, she wasn't speaking her truth. Mm -hmm. And I, I just feel like that's just not something we need to do as people. We cannot be silenced and you cannot sacrifice your morals for money, meaning you cannot sacrifice your morals for money or, or art. Mm -hmm. Um, and in that regard, I also admire James Aspie and Earthling Ed. I know that they're incredible human beings. They're so eloquent. They're very compassionate and they're so composed. They're really someone I look up to. Um, there's this girl, I don't know, I can't think of her name right now. Oh my goodness. She's an Australian girl that always does like open rescue. Um, Leah, Leah something. She's not famous, but she's well known in the vegan community. And I think that she is someone that I'm just like, awe-inspired by sometimes you know I can get down on myself and be like I'm nothing I'm not helping anybody I'm not doing anything I'm worthless and I look at someone like her and I'm like I can never be her but you know what we need all types of people on this planet mm -hmm. to do all different things and the Leas of the world are going to be the Leas of the world and that's what they're going to do and the Courtney's of the world are going to be the Courtney's of the world that have to do what they're here to do so you can't compare yourself absolutely and I just you know, I admire someone like Miley Cyrus and where she's, you know, now wearing fake fur and she's really outspoken about it and her and, you know, um, Billie Eilish and Woody Harrelson. I think those people are really, they have such a strong following and they're really not afraid to speak their truth ever. And I really, the reason I shifted is because I actually have this friend who mentors me sometimes and I was really upset at Havasupai Falls in Arizona where the horses and the mules were being used and horribly so. And I was just so appalled. It changed my energy. I was angry. I was cussing at everybody that came around me. Mm -hmm. I was just like, F you for not carrying your bag and F you for what you're treating these horses. And, and my mentor told me, he's like, Courtney, you need to show compassion to those people the same way you're showing compassion to the animals. And I said, no. I said, absolutely not. That's yeah. ridiculous. And then I was like, okay, fine. I will. Eventually, like two months later, I did. I was like, all right, I will show these people compassion. So I went through a forgiveness meditation and exercise. And I was just really trying to change the way I respond to, you know, what I consider as, you know, animal cruelty and, and to those people. And, you know, it shifts your energy. It shifts your bioelectric magnetic field. It shifts everybody around you. Everybody gets elevated. Then people are more likely to change. Like you said, it's flies to maple syrup. It's not, you know, it's not an aggressive way of approaching people. Mm -hmm. And eventually, I think a year later, I read an article saying that they're banning the use of horses and mules that summer. And I was like, oh my God, this yes. is amazing. Look how so, powerful you are, Courtney. We all are. We all are. And that really does make a shift when you approach. Courtney, is there anything you'd like to discuss that hasn't been asked today? Mm. There was something that popped into my brain, like one of the earlier questions that I wanted to touch on, but now I do not remember it. Do you remember how early on it was? What mm -hmm. does being vegan mean to you? How do you define a vegan lifestyle? A room full of children, ki kindergartners. Um, what do you wish more people understood about the benefits? I don't know. It was something I was saying, but... Excuses when you hear someone? I just... 
Hmm. I mean, no, I mean, I can't really think of anything. I can just kind of leave what lead, leave with a conclusion that I believe all people have the capacity to heal emotionally, physically, and spiritually by going vegan. I do believe that even vegan companies are capitalizing on vegans and it's unnecessarily overly priced, which is making mm-hmm. people think that veganism is hard because of the novelty items that are out there on the shelves. I do think that food deserts could be solved. I do think that world hunger could be solved with a vegan diet, an effective, proper vegan diet in a way that people actually eat whole plant foods, um, not processed vegan novelty foods. I think that they're a great way to help people transition into a vegan way of living to understand that you don't need animal protein to survive. I do believe that a lot of media is always, as Trump would say, fake news sometimes, the way that people twist and tailor their marketing to make you feel like you are less than who you are or you or they lead by fear to make you feel like, you know, you won't be a man if you eat vegan or you won't be healthy if you eat vegan. I mean, there's a lot of things that are being twisted, like this couple killed their baby because it was vegan. It's like, no, that couple probably wasn't even vegan. You're probably just lying. Like, there's so much hate and animosity out there. And I just think that, you know, as a vegan, I think even vegans need to hear this. Like, we have to lead with love. I saw a slaughterhouse worker take um, someone from Direct Action Everywhere, one of my like a girl that I know actually by the hair and drug her across the floor of the slaughterhouse, kicking her and threatening her while the other people were documenting it and trying to help her and help the pigs and other vegans were just bashing the slaughterhouse worker. I'm going to kill that mofo. I'm going to do this, that mother F this. And there's just like so much hate for the slaughterhouse worker. And I was like, you can't do that. You cannot do that. We cannot do that as a people. We cannot hate we only cause separation. We only create more duality. We cannot fight this current paradigm that we are in. We have to build a new one, period. And I think that's the biggest thing I want people to learn is just lead by example mm-hmm. and love, love mm-hmm. a lot more. Absolutely. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day and week to um, spend some time with us here. I really appreciate it. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Okay. Take care, Courtney. You as well. Much love to you. We hope you've enjoyed this interview. Find out when the next episode of this enlightening and thought-provoking interview series is available by following Why We Are Vegan on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. The ID for all three is Why We Are Vegan. We're also on YouTube and iTunes. You can visit our free resource site, whywearevegan.org, for podcasts you may have missed and links to all our social media. Take care.